Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Final Stop. I'm your host, Daniel Bridgegad, sitting to my right, per usual, it's the Vampire King himself, King Possum, Lord Meerkat. It's Tristan Bowling. Howdy! <laughs> yes, I love when that gets a guest to laugh. Over here on the side table, double chained up, hooded on, it's Big and Brody. Brody Asbill and Andrew Oriana. What's up, What's going on? And we got the, the newest crew member in the back sitting over there, mic'd up this week again. Aldo Campagna, young Aldo. What's going on? Okay, here we go. Now let's get down to business. Yeah, now we yeah. have just walked in. <laughs> Dude, when I was trying to find this guy walking up, he was yelling hootie hoo and throwing up gang signs. <laughs> He's at JP's this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Joel Byers. What's poppin'? <laughs> what's, <laughs> hey, what's poppin', blood? <laughs> we out you. Thanks for having me over at the trap. I appreciate y'all. Ah! Of course. The two most gangster people, you and Aldo, are wearing the most floral shirts. Oh, man. <laughs> That, that, sounds, that sounds like a fun Vice show, Outchio with Joel Byers. Big facts. Had to pull up on the homies. Thanks for having me. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we film something uh, where we just send you to just deep hood areas? Yo, that's how I came up in Atlanta. I came up doing all the hood Whoa, rooms. Wait, so yeah. I'm known as White Boy Joel out there. Nice. Oh, wait. I thought that was kind of a fun. Wait, so yeah, you actually did like do this shit. This isn't like a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For well, real, for real. Okay, no well, question. first off, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, Joel. We had several conversations before the camera started. You can't start doing AFV right in front of me. No, just, you can't just, just be like, what's up? What's popping, my blood? Uh, just start the episode yeah. by code switching. Yeah, you're code switching in front of a half black man. You need to chill. I'm like a Tommy Bahama <laughs> He doesn't even do the black groups here. <laughs> you know what? That's a fact. He doesn't do uh, the Atlanta version of Phoenix. Dude, I did one show that started at midnight, and they were serving catfish bites in Hennessy, and I was like, this is not Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The flyer he, probably said it starts at 9, it starts at midnight. Yeah, no, he yeah. called yeah. his yeah. parents. in the front row. Was, I was like, what's happening? He called his parents. He needed to go home. Mommy, I'm scared. <laughs> Mom, Mom, they're smoking weed they inside put three, They put 3.5 <laughs> in a backwood, and I'm nervous. The funny thing is, I've done that show, the one that he's talking about, and they fucking love me there. Everybody loves me. And like one time, I thought I was going to get my ass kicked, and this guy was just mean mugging me, and he finally came up. Oh my God, God. He just wanted to sell me ecstasy. It's good looking out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, He's yeah. just like, you want to buy some pills? And I'm like, oh, thank God. No, not right now. But like, <laughs> I'm about to go on stage in front of a stripper pool. Like, oh, I've so, been, who books that? Can I get the contact on that? Uh, yeah, Lamar. No, I've done strip clubs before, too. Yeah. No, it wasn't a strip club. It's an office building that they rented out yeah. with the stripper pool. They were oh, they, they installed that themselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I wouldn't use the word install. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would I would say, say placed. it's been placed there. <laughs> loose bolts. There's no, It's not a load-bearing beam. I was about to say, that's there to support the building. It doesn't yeah. spin. I would say like, left until tomorrow where they move it to who actually bought it. Yeah, if you try to spin on that thing, your legs are going to sound like a two-on-two on a basketball court. So <laughs> in Atlanta, do they have, Do they have? how many clubs do they have out there? Is there a decent amount of clubs? Yeah, there's about four or five clubs in Atlanta, and then there's shows every night of the week. Like Man. You can get up multiple times a week. Atlanta's great. Great comedy Do they have like, is it like chain clubs, or is it like uh, kind of like JP stuff where it's locally owned? Um, they're all like locally owned, but like super established. Like mm -hmm. they've all been there forever. Uh, okay. there's like Laughing Skull, Punchline, Uptown, oh, ATL Comedy Theater. Those are probably like the four big clubs. But within that, there's such a great scene that there's so many producers that produce multiple shows a week. And like 
kind of have their own production companies that aren't comedy clubs, but they right. still like do shows every weekend with headliners and stuff. Dude, Is, isn't Atlanta where uh, Earthquake has his club down at? Yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. So in the 90s, it started out as Uptown, and he started that. And then the owner he opened it with, Gary, now owns uh, Atlanta Comedy Theater, and Uptown is owned by different people now. Damn. But yeah, Earthquake is like, yeah, he started it all in the early 90s, that's which his rules. special. Have you guys seen? Yeah. The new no. New? Bruh. No. You, you've seen it? I've seen it, yeah. It must watch. Yeah, it's is that great. the one that Dave Chappelle put his name yeah, behind? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's another <laughs> level. That's how you know That's that's how you know someone's real, real good, bro. When the goat's like, I'll, I'm going to help your numbers by putting my name on, yeah. on the shit. The yeah. first special Chappelle ever produced, it was Earthquake. It's a That fucking rules. Is, I he like watch old, is he like an old legend? Like, is he yeah, a guy that like yeah. should have gotten more due but just didn't for yeah, some reason? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, wow. he's been killing for decades. He, he's like in that, that realm where it's like killing in obscurity, kind of. So you have like, industry walk, because we don't have no sort of industry walking around to Phoenix really at all. And we have a, a couple decent-sized clubs, but it's like there's no person of interest really other than like the one booker at each of the clubs that really is like i guess there are, do you have bigger size comics that live there like i know nate's in you know nashville. nashville or whatnot and earthquake does he live out there still uh i don't know where earthquake lives is danny brown coming around a lot i know he does stuff with your mom's house does he like go around to like comedy <laughs> shows and shit like that? oh i don't know i've never seen him do stand-up does he do stand-up yeah i see he i think he's on he, kill tony whenever he comes to detroit yeah he's for oh. sure transitioned to, to a podcaster now i saw that and he yeah. does it in front of the green screen and all yeah. that yeah 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 but yeah i've never seen him do stand-up i just know he's kind of like a quirky guy that does a lot of funny stuff yeah he's a fucking he's a lunatic dude he's all over dude he's all crazy <laughs> dude he did, I, did you see that story he told about uh the guys from diantward trying to suck his dick did no you say diantward? no diantward oh, i don't know what the hell yeah, is that uh, they're a south african uh dj duo the two people from chappy why do you know that because they're Chappie? pretty big people <laughs> the yeah they're pretty african big dj duo i've never heard of that no yeah it, it's pretty it's weird yeah, uh, <laughs> no, my dad turned me on to these, and he's like, isn't this nuts? And, and your like, dad's yeah. listening to South African music duos? Yeah, really? South African weird dance rap, yeah. My dad's a fun <laughs> what guy. What in the hell? Dude, How your weird. weird as fuck. Nah. Yeah. That's crazy, though, what uh, Segura has done with your mom's house. It's he, insane. He, he has his own media company now. Yeah, he's like a complete like conglomerate at this point. He yep. has multiple productions under his banner he does live he shows owns dr drew that's the goal that's what you want to do right sells you don't out wanna... arenas now yeah I mean, he's yeah. like in terms the... of business he's like silently become like one of the major players just like in the business side of comedy what, what i was saying is that he's the most like people want to be like a certain type of comic they want to be like a patrice a bill burr i feel like tom Segur is the most well-rounded in terms of ability to network ability to build his brand ability to have amazing stand-up like material behind it as well it's like a complete 100 percent full sphere of like what a comic needs to be yeah and i think the pandemic taught us all that like not to have all your eggs in one basket because like yeah. oh yeah pre-pandemic i was a touring headliner overnight i'm unemployed and i was like oh no what now mm. so you gotta really gotta diversify is that when did you start hot breath right because that's the uh yeah that started about big channel correct? five years right? ago yeah it started out as a podcast where i was interviewing Atlanta comedians that were on Last Comic Standing. So I was like, this will be a cool time capsule for Atlanta comedy. And then since it's like over 400 interviews with comedians yeah, now. I was Dude, say, I've, I've yeah. been watching Hot Breath for at least like 
seven eight months now let's go I've, i used to do the, the hot breath of ours i used to be uh i i was uh, i'm on uh the facebook page and i used to do those right tens yeah too as well. yeah yeah that's what's up yeah, yeah every day we post a new word in there and comics will write new jokes oh, just fun. using that word and like give each other feedback and stuff but during the pandemic i went live like over 400 days in a row doing this live writing exercise and then I had like a mental breakdown and like cried and I had to like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what it really like. Yeah, that's dope. what 400 of those do. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. I, but every kill Tony every day. <laughs> it no, was wild, that's, dude. that's why it's like when Daniel gets on my ass, he's like, you never do any Instagram stuff. I'm like, that is where it leads for me. I'm like, <laughs> it's not going to go at. good. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be posting. I'm like, I'm getting a lot of shit. And then I'm like looking at comments and I'm like, I am dumb. I well, am retarded. Cause you I made, am uh, going to kill myself. <laughs> like, it's yeah. fucking bad. Like, well, you obviously, you, you understand that, like, the new the new way comedy works is, like, you need to be a jack of all trades, right, and be able to do yep, all this other stuff. For sure. Do you, are you, uh, do you see it as it's split 50-50? Like, it still is, obviously, being funny is, is, is a given, but there's people that have made it with less funny, more business acumen, and vice versa. Do you see it as a 50-50, or is it a 49-51 one I'm, way? I mean, I'm like a purist. I'm like, get funny, and the success will follow, you know? But, like, the reality of the business is people are doing comedy two months and going viral and selling out tours, mm -hmm. you know? And I just interviewed, actually, uh, Gary Abdo, the guy who started Uptown with Earthquake. And um, his advice to someone starting comedy now is like build an online following and then develop as a comedian because really? the business is have an audience that you can then leverage into selling out venues. And that's where the, he said b strictly business, build your social media and then worry about getting good at stand up because that's, that's just where the industry is now. Hon it's, honestly, but I'm I, a purist. Get was, good at stand up. I was about to say, I'm like, I cannot disagree more. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, that is so like out of my mind because like, that seems like a, a way quicker way to the bottom. I, too. I see it the other way. It would be a way quicker way to the bottom. If this were 1983, the world mm. we live in now, it's like, yeah, I, and I, I'm not what you would call a purist. I'm kind of the opposite where it's like, I think that I, I believe I'm going to do this for the rest of my life and I'm going to get to, I have a ceiling as you know, how funny I'm going to get. I'm going to get to that ceiling at some point, regardless. There's no reason that you can't be trying to monetize and make some cash and like make the, the business gains early on. Like You're not losing anything trying to start a podcast and make that successful stand-up-wise. At least I don't think so. Like You're still doing shows, writing, doing it's that shit. It's all creative. It's all right. creative. But like one will like... Stand-up requires just so much, like, writing and performing and refining and getting booked and all of this. Like, yeah. it, like each thing requires just so much energy and attention that if you do disperse it, it will take away. But the more you can find overlap into where one helps and feeds the other, then you can kind of find a synergy there. But it's but, it's all a grind, dude. But you, you kind of have a goal. Sorry, go ahead. No, but you need that, like, the... The drive from doing stand I've seen like people who've like I've hosted for people coming through the Tempe improv who are just selling out strictly off TikTok. Yeah. And it's like I see these people and I see their sets and I'm like, they're not this isn't refining anything. This is like they're not building to anything greater. It's just like they're going in front of people who want to hear the shit that they hear on TikTok, and then he gives them it, and then just collects money from it. There's no, it's a plateau. Do they like open with their it, thing? It, yeah, come yeah. Out it's, and a, like... it's a plateau. There's no way up. They're kind of like, like they're. You needed, yeah. You need, yeah. 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 Pressure. 
yeah, pressure makes a diamond. Like, it's not just, you got to fucking, you got to put, like, actual, like, effort into it. Especially if you want them to come back. Like, they can come once and be like, oh, our TikTok comic, he was all right. We got a selfie. It was cool, but we won't come back. That's what I'm saying. It's a faster way to the bottom. They're like the little pumps and the six nines of comedy. uh, The only reason that I can, I kind of have an argument against this, I got to open for Noel Miller and Flagstaff, who is bigger known for other things besides stand-up, right? Like, he does review videos and reaction stuff. Like, and he developed a following before. He's only been doing stand-up for, like, three or four years. He developed a following online and like they're so tightly involved with him that like he raps and does a whole bunch of like they're I think the goal is to just get them you're selling your personality. You're selling you. You're not mm. I'm not selling a Jew joke or a black joke. I'm selling Daniel Bridgegad. And once you get invested in Daniel Bridgegad, you'll buy whatever. If I drop merch, if I drop a Patreon, if I drop from touring in your area, like I think the goal is I've seen it work that way too. He did a thousand seats of definitely young kids that may have known him for like not stand up but yeah but at the same time you have to take into consideration his online presence of which is his version of doing that grinding in that moment where i I don't think he just suddenly posted appeared and then posted one thing got a fucking bunch of stands to follow him and then like immediately blew up it was through like his version of grinding and then i'm sure if he wants to do stand up in which he is doing stand up and he's actually pursuing stand up like he's going to grind and do local do, you mu- know what it do is? local shows and stuff like that around he's not just going to go out and just he's do he's the weekends. equivalent of meeting meeting a chick on tinder and it working out like we're going to get to a hmm. point where like 20 30 years down the line that's just like Something that happened. And Shouts it's out not, Haley. Right. And it's not, he met a chick on Tinder. And it's not going to be like. A, <laughs> Almost that <out of> year. <laughs> right. And it's, we live with it, each other. Right. And it's oh. not going to, it's not going to be something to be looked down on. So like people think that you have to, you got to be in the back of open mics, grinding at bars and this and that. It's like, or I could be editing a TikTok, get that same fan base. And because the point is just put ass in the seat. But Once, why can't you do both? If you really want to What I'm be, saying is it going to be looked down on? Because that's just the way it's going in 10 years. Is that going to be a looked down on thing where it's like. It's work either way, dude. Like, that's that social media saying. hustle is no Asses joke. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. a full-time job to build a following. Some people Fuck pop yeah. off and whatnot, but, like, like quick. But it's usually, like, a grind and then to keep building it and being sustainable. Cause, yeah, because I don't devalue it's a that. It's yeah. I know, but, I look like, at that the same way as sitting in the back of an open mic. If you're up at 1 a.m. editing a fucking clip and you have to hear the same loop over... That's that's the same work of putting in as being like maybe fucking farmer would be funnier right here like no it's the, yeah I I understand that but I'm saying to use that to pivot into stand up comedy you have to understand that to be a successful stand up comedian and not just use it as a cash grab like there's stuff that you have to do yeah and it's just like there's stuff that like in the same respect of if someone from TikTok was like I'm a painter it's like. God, selling painting merch, blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, I came out with my own line of acrylics and brushes. Please invest. It's like, while while that would probably fucking work and stuff like that, and they would do shitty paintings, it's like they would be fucking, like, pretty much ripped apart for it. Just being like, oh, you're selling this for $1,500 for $5,000. It's a piece of shit. And I'm sure someone would buy it, but they wouldn't be respected. And as it would go, like, the thing is people, like, often piss on now the idea of being respected within the community everyone is just trying to grab their way to the top and they're like once i'm there i'll get respect it's what i unlock once i'm at the top it's Mm. like no you earn respect through grinding through being nice not stepping on heads as you go through and just like building yourself as a personality amongst the people around you because if you're just on if you're just a fucking face on instagram and like you're like here's what i am and then in reality you're a piece of shit 
Like people are gonna so, figure that out. So well, jo- Joel's kind of lived in both worlds, where he's yeah. for sure you've grinded to get to where you are, but you've yeah, also you're a perfect example blown of up both through the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where do you kind of lie on that? Because it's like, like I said, you've lived in. If both If you worlds. had to tell a comics that started a week and a half ago, where would you tell them to focus? Yeah, stand up. Stand up. Yeah, stand up. Yeah. I all, mean, the, all those eight months in, are you saying go? Focus a lot on podcast shit, or he shouldn't even be starting his own podcast shit right now. I mean, well, you can do whatever you want. I mean, podcasting. There's like a stat that it's like it's like seventy or eighty percent of podcasts on Apple have less than ten episodes because people just quit because mm-hmm. podcasting is its own grind and hustle that I I've done myself for years. So the fact you guys have a team is awesome. So for me, I did stand up for seven or eight years before I did the podcast. So yeah, I kind of yeah. developed as a comedian. And when I mean develop, I mean, I'm on stage every single night, at least once out till one or 2 AM, then back up at work the next day at like six or 7 AM and just living on repeat, just living, living, living on stage. And the, the number one advice from the podcast from over 400 interviews has been to get on stage. Everyone, every comic, I always like end it by saying like, what's your best comedy advice? And most people have said, you've got to get on stage. Right. Have you ever had an interview, you don't have to say the name, but where you're like, well, thanks for that advice, but that wasn't helpful at all. Do you oh. like- <laughs> I don't think so. I can't think of anyone that I was just like, yo, this is whack. <laughs> I mean, the, the only rough one was like, I had Kurt Metzger on. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> he go. sounds like a fun conversation. <laughs> he made he made me wait in his hotel lobby for two hours. Really? I was nice. in the hotel lobby. We were supposed to do it before his show. And then he, he and I kept like texting me. He's like, yeah, mom, one, one second and all this. And then two hours later, he comes down and we ended up, then we had to do the interview at the club before but I was like interviewing him in the car as we're like driving to the club and stuff. So you're, you're holding Damn. a GoPro like, and a mic. I was like, at the I gotta same get time. this. This is before I had video. You're so. like oh, okay. full like journal. Like we're just dickheads talking on a couch. You're like full like Lois Lane like chase you down. Gorilla journalist. Oh, yeah. dude, I, I go out and get it now. I've flown to L.A. for interviews. Like Damn. I mean, Like when I when I I did Cedric and I got like notification like two days beforehand and I had to drive like three hours to do the you interview. Said Cedric. Yeah, said the entertainer. Yeah, Whoa. no way. That's but it, crazy. But it's all like, yeah, it's just one episode at a time, and it was. I wanted the show to be what I wish existed, which was like, like in-depth interviews with dope comics, you know, right. about comedy, about the business, about the craft of it, and it's one thing that I like at least that I saw with you and your Voss interview <laughs> is that <laughs> right back to he's like, could we get back to that? Because I, I just recently posted that clip of yeah. him roasting me. I know, yeah, but the yeah, thing yeah. is you gave it back to him, which like you just weren't like tail tucked. I mean, it shows that like you're a fucking comic. Yeah, I mean, I came up in the hood rooms, dude. Half the shows turned into roasts. You probably caught some about, shit. Like, yeah, uh, big time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah the for shows sure. Did you, what's the worst kind of like definitely because you were white shit from a black person in like a black room? Did you catch some like some heat? I mean, I caught, I had a lady. You I look ha- like Kyle Rittenhouse's best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> you do got the America flag socks. You have America flag socks on. <laughs> and, and I do, yeah, yeah. 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 Lates is tucked in. Those are fucking run. non-slip dockers <laughs> for the pier, for the yacht club. I just came here to get meth. Isn't that what you guys are selling yeah, here? Yeah. I was just trying You've to, seen the homeless people? Just the, get the plug. You're, Y'all get, the plug? You're, you're trying to get meth to fucking bring down the property value in a neighborhood you're trying to buy? <laughs> so I could gentrify it. You're just yeah, gentrifying. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, I think a Dunkin' Donuts would go right where that <laughs> school is. But that's what's funny. I mean, I look purebred, but I'm really inbred. Like, I'm, I'm from the, I was born in a trailer in like Rome, Georgia. Like, I ain't got it. But. Double or single wide? Yeah. 
Uh, single wide. Ooh, <laughs> intimate. But my, my dad did upgrade eventually to a double wide, and he Ew. had one of those big satellite dishes. <laughs> like, you know, we came fuck up. Fuck yeah. That thing, hun- that thing guys hit the lottery. That thing hunts aliens. Hit, dude, it hit the lottery at twenty five hundred dollars. Dude, comedians are the best people. They're the only people that you can look at and like. They don't take it offensive. They're like single wide or double wide. You're like single, single wide. Yeah, yeah. You know, we single came from wide. Humble, What's up? Humble yeah. beginnings. What? I'm not yeah. a. Uh, what do you think? I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. And I lived in the hood of Atlanta for a few years too, in a studio apartment. But I got a lot of material out of it. But those were the early days of comedy where I was like. I was refilling mini bars during the day and then doing comedy shows at night. Be rabbit out here. Taking food from the mini bars. Dude, <laughs> how you didn't get the fucking nickname B Rabbit. Joel B Rabbit. Yeah. I got I did a I did a show, a comedy show. <laughs> the host was named Doodoo Brown. <laughs> Doodoo Brown. The crowd lined I was opening up for a twerk contest. <laughs> Good. It's good. good. And a lady kept say, yelling. Say you've done hood rooms without saying you've done hood rooms. And so there this was a was lady a, yelling rabbit so at me. This was a primarily Caucasian <laughs> Big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had an offering they passed around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beef stroganoff in the buffet. It was rough. And he told me I had to do 15 minutes to get paid. And like... You had to do 15 minutes, and but there was a lady. He aggressively on the... worded it to you like that. Well, he well he actually. We were in Atlanta. This was in Columbus, Georgia. So I rode down with him. He had Holy he had an old shit. school Cadillac limousine. Yeah, and it was full of stuff. I rode in the back, and him and his lady rode up front. So, so I couldn't leave. You're in the you're back, in the back of, a of a stretch limo. It was an old like an 80s Cadillac limo, and I'm just in the back with the doo-doo Brown driving. <laughs> yeah, that's baller right there. But what he um, do you know his shout like, out to Benny? Does that does <laughs> Is that, is that his name on his license? Oh, yeah. He's known as Doodoo Brown. <laughs> it, like, what is his actual name? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't you, think people like that put their government name yeah, out there. I was like, about to say, I'm like, can you, imagine, can you imagine? They were gold for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine being at a show and something goes awry and you have to talk to police? Just be like, all right, who was there? You're like, all right, so Doodoo Brown was over here. <laughs> yeah, and you're that's why like, I got booked so much probably. In those hood rooms, because they needed an alibi in case the cops showed up. They're like, "No, we got White Boy Joel. We got." Yeah. We're, we're Honestly, good. you do have you do. I see how you could play very well in in chocolate rooms for sure. No issue. And that was but, probably. But the thing is, you just got to be real. That's yeah. why I love coming up in the urban rooms. Is because if you're real and honest, then that's all they care about. Like, oh yeah, white people you can kind of out clever and stuff, but black people see through all that. They're like, "We've been through too much. Just tell us how it is. Tell us what you're thinking and feeling in your true life." And that helped me. To find material that works in front of everyone, which is right. the whole goal from the beginning. Oh, I would just do when I did uh, the room that uh, the late night room. I would just go up there and just do crowd work the entire mm-hmm. time, just for like ten minutes, and then like I would just I would. There's this uh, woman uh, who I love. She still texts me uh, every Thanksgiving. Her name is Patches. Um, she is that uh, the old black lady who sat in the front? Yes, it is. Same black lady rolled an entire blunt during my set, didn't smile once. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? She loves the boy. Patches, Patches loves the boy. I get text messages on Thanksgiving and my birthday. And uh, no, uh, she consistently has about four hairs on her head and wears different wigs every she single looks like time. Tommy Love Pickles. It. Yeah, she does look like Tommy Pickles. She got Caillou hair? Yeah, she does. If I can, you can spit shine that dome. And uh, she always comes in with a different wig. And like, uh, I remember one time she was sitting there and I said that her dress looks like a Pier 1 lamp. And that's hilarious. Yeah, and she just she's like, that's fucked up. Like, sit the fuck down, Patches. She's like, okay. And you yeah. back down, I'm just like, I didn't think that would work. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I that didn't think that would work. shouldn't have worked. You should have gotten fought by all of 
of her offspring. What the hell? All of her friends were dying God. laughing. It's just like nine. It's like I would fifteen have people. Fought. It's like the opposite of an AA meeting. Yeah, it's fifteen nah. people <laughs> like smoking blunts, and dr- the only thing they have there is like about like it seems like one of those do you know those Costco sized like cheese ball bins yeah 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 it's yeah. that filled with mysterious alcohol and fruit and that's the <laughs> oh, only jungle drink. juice dude yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only drink they have there and uh, you order your food when you get there and you get it when you leave like mm-hmm. oh <laughs> interesting yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fucked up part is it's still like stadium pricing you're like why am I paying 15 bucks a plate at a fucking at a show that started at midnight you know and that's the Jewish coming out that you need to absolutely hilarious. suppress dude no that's crazy I'm getting hustled you're kidding like I'm, <laughs> yeah, wa- I'm walking like, back being excuse like excuse me do you have a hard seltzer and this is white like, fish and, and panko essentially and you're charging but it's funny <laughs> that you're performing and they still made you buy food Oh yeah, that's what Thank you don't you. even get paid in food. Do I no, <laughs> Bro, I got part ripped, of the hustle, man. I got ripped off for an ate the weed, and they made me pay for my own fucking catfish. I was y- pissed. Your Dang. payment was not paying to get in. That's your payment. No, I was not. That should f- not be your payment, payment. dude. Uh, yeah, I guess it, no. Uh, you don't. You're gonna fucking talk. You can just be like, "Excuse me, where's my check?" They're like, "Uh, you so can." Eat you, my so dick. you're saying your level of not getting paid is having to pay the ticket price to go on stage? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I mean, like, dude, I was just having a fun time. I was yeah, we're, I mean, well, stage time is stage time. Stage time. Though. Sorry, I mean, I'm like, true comedian. Uh, okay, that's ah! here's a, sorry. I did, I'm just dying to get on stage. I like to do shows that make me hate myself. Here's you know? a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm here's a, a I just like to test myself. I just like to test myself. <laughs> here's a here's a question that I have about curious about the Atlanta scene now because uh, is there a lot of like like paid opportunity out here from the general consensus I've got when people come over from New York or Cali or whatever when they kind of drop in. It's common play to like just not get paid to do. I mean, you could do a twenty minute set out here and yeah. catch no dollars, dude. I mean, comedy is like it is like it's either you're in the ninety nine percent or the one percent. There's almost like very few middle class comedy. It's either like you popping or you're you're grinding. You I, know, I feel like I am like in the fucking. The thing is, I get booked at the like clubs around here. Yeah, that's great and stuff like that, and I get like some side shows, but it will be like I'll get hit up through like. Do you want a weekend? And I'll be like, yeah. And then there'll be like five weeks of that. And I'll be like, oh, my God. I'm like here to stay. And then like two months goes by. I'm like, I'm dead to everyone in the world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, And it's all personal. Like you think, oh, these booger hates me. They're yeah, not even thinking I, about it. And then here. I hit them up. I'm like, hey. And they're like, oh, I forgot about you. Here's a weekend. I'm like, well, ah. Out here is tough because the bi- the three biggest clubs are all booked by one person. So it's like if you Whoa. for some reason, in- the Improv, Stand Up Live, and CB Live are all booked by one person. So Whoa. if for some reason you fall off that guy's radar, that's. Big Daddy Komen. Yeah, it's game, set, match for you. Yeah, so, I mean, there's some paid work in, it, like, in Atlanta and, like, the city. But, I mean, it might be, like, you know, maybe 20 bucks or something, mostly. Because you know. I've the couple of Vegas comics that I've gotten to talk to recently, and then, obviously, New York, the just they arrive at the point of demanding money quicker. Or, like, not, like, not saying, like, you know, quit your day job money, but just they get to the point of, like, hey, this thing that I do, like, it's it warrants compensation, which is for like sure. knowing your value. And, right, right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, even like coming out here, you know, to headline for the weekend, you know, you want to make sure you know that your travels covered. You're you're getting put up somewhere. Like make sure the fundamentals, because sometimes a club will just try to finesse, or like a booker will be like, hey, come do this for the culture for and then, clout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they try to leverage it somewhere or another. So like you just learn how to talk to bookers. You learn how to negotiate. You learn what your value is, and just market you know and don't compromise but early on i mean i I drove 12 hours one way for 50 bucks you know what i mean and then then came right back i've driven two hours for a guest spot 
maybe. Yeah. Open mic people will drive hours just to do an open mic spot and stuff. It's yeah. just fucking I, I've nuts, driv- bro. I've driven like six hours to do three minutes and then drive back. Where'd you go to do that? Flappers Comedy Club. Shout oh, out Flappers, dude. Yeah. Shout out Flappers. For a little exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming out for exposure. And I'm like, I'm going to get something. I go there. Just, just trying to meet people. Jay Leno. Just nine people. And they're oh, like, all right, we'll book tough. you on the... Dude, literally, I did a main room show, and I was the youngest person by about 57 years. No, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, everyone was talking about like fucking war stories, and I go up, I'm like, y'all know about the internet at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like... Half of you guys are on fucking dialysis machines. The other half are like one foot in the grave, three feet on a fucking banana peel. Doing comedy like, feels like one of those jobs where it's like you have to buy the product first before you go actually get to sell it and make money off of it. Like you have to. Do they pay for open mics over there? Is that a is that a common oh, no, thing? No, no, no. Like getting paid to do an open no, mic? No, no, no. no like five paying bucks to do an open mic. Oh, like five pay, bucks like the audience? Mi- no, 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 no. The, the comics. comics. Like five bucks an open mic. Oh no, there's nothing like that in Atlanta. But like I know in New York and L.A. there are. We got yeah. a couple out here. Yeah, too. I know. I know there's shows like that for sure. I I did one, I did one in New York. Uh, it was a, several years ago now, but it was in the basement of a bar, and I, I think I may have paid ten bucks for ten minutes. Grizzly pear. It wasn't Grizzly Pear, uh, but I, I did do that show uh, after that one, actually. But what happened, it was like 20 comics. After each comic performed, they left. I went up literally last. So I paid. T- I sat through this Ooh. whole open mic, paid 10 bucks to then perform, and literally me and the host were the uh, only two people there. Because yeah, everyone oh, else yeah. left. It's everyone open just mic, dipped so do, immediately. Yeah. When did you, when, in what part of your career did you learn that you didn't have to sit through the entire open mic until your spot? I, 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 it was several years. I mean, I used to sit through open mics. I would talk to the host after, like really respecting just that part of the grind. But now, especially in Atlanta, like I'll just jump from mic to mic to mic right. because I mean, I've been doing it 12 years. Like I just, I know these people at this point to where I'm going to be, I'm going to be here at this time. Like, yeah, let me hop on. But it's something like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like earning your stripes, you know, early on, a lot of people are entitled and whatnot, but you really just kind of. You got to pay your dues early on. That's part of it. Yeah, because yeah, I used to, when I was started in Orange County, I would sit through like 30 comics to go up. And I was there, and I had to take the bus too. So I'd oh, take like a two my. hour bus ride to an open mic, sit for about three and a half hours, oh. and then take another two hour bus ride back. Tell you what, though, that'll make or break your whole life. You'll be happy for a month if you get to the point where like maybe your boy starts running an open mic or whoever the host is deems you worthy enough to kind of call your spot on the list where you're like, Yes, I'm in at fucking this spot, and I don't have to go wait fucking an hour and a half or two hours to get up, and I can slide in, and vice versa. If your boy's running a mic that's like popular, and then that business shuts down and that mic's gone, you're like, well, fuck. Well, that's the thing to- I tell comics now is it's like focus on what you can control. You know, yeah. we were talking about this Booker doesn't reply, or this person has a vendetta against me, which they probably don't. But you know, we'll see a comic with their face on a fly, and they're like, well, that should be me. I know I haven't contacted anyone about doing that show, <laughs> but yeah. they should know <laughs> yeah. who I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like nobody I am cares. The center of attention. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody. Most people don't have a vendetta. You're not top of mind, so they're not booking you. That's yeah. the reality of it mostly i'm but, glad you said that because i got three motherfuckers right now that i'm like they must just fucking hate me nah, it's, it's all top of mind dude i've interviewed so many bookers and it, almost always it's just you're just not top of mind if you're not around if you don't stay in front of them so many comics reach out to bookers like let me get some let me blah, blah, blah. you know they're just overwhelmed with it so they just book what's most convenient a lot of the time so yeah. booking your own shows producing your own shows really focusing on what you can control and not waiting for someone else to give you the opportunity is really how you can start to build your own success in this. And then you have leverage, have your own show, 
bookers book other bookers be like oh, i'll put you on my show if you put me on yours it's a great way to network out of town comics can do your show and then you learn about their shows out of town so doing your own show is a lot of work yeah but it's a great way to just get paid something hopefully yeah. and also just network and really get that experience Honestly, if you on here stage a day early you could have done a dbg of friends at the house of comedy I didn't fun. even, yeah, this is my first time here, so I definitely want to come back, though, and do more, because I've been able to connect with some comics already, and I just love getting into scenes and seeing what's Kinda going on. Down. Seems like there's a lot, yeah, going on here. Which there's is cool. a lot of local shows that pop off around here, We too. got, we, we really got the whole infrastructure, and it's just, it sucks, because we have industry giants in Texas and California sitting, like, right there, but... The fact that Rogan chose to go to ta- we have everything guns, mm. weed, fa- like what? What's over there? Tax exemptions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, I can own a tiger. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have my own leg. Yeah, but he, we just don't have the the industry. We have fucking the celebrity theaters, the coolest shit in the world. But isn't that the round? Is that the, the circular know. one? I don't know. Yeah, we have a giant circle theater that holds like a thousand people. This lit. You got four or five decent clubs, and then you have the. The JP's is really nice, and then Improv Mania, which is like down the street from JP's. Both mm-hmm. of those are like, as far as a little bit smaller rooms, like everything that you need for the infrastructure is here. And we produce, you know, one two big guys every other year. Yeah, we got we got good people coming through like constantly. But still, CAA nobody. There's no industry, no flagship office, no nothing. Hang I'm on. honestly happy about that. Yeah, we had a, we had a you big, guys are in control. Yeah, Build we it. had a big influx of people coming over when uh, the pandemic came. started. Yeah, and a bunch of Californians came over. Oh yeah, bunch of fucking right. Yeah, they're like get out of here for a studio. Nah. Get out of here with your fucking. You think our taco? Your tacos better than our tacos? They absolutely are. They aren't you dickhead. <laughs> they're pretty damn good. I'll tell you. Ours yeah. are way better. <laughs> This here's is a hill I'll die on. It's, it's competition. Y'all got white people tacos. Oh, here's a here's a question I got. So no, you got not, a white not you. I'm talking about. So you're married. You're married doing the stand up thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you been with the wife for? Five years. Okay, so man, you're married. You, oh yeah. So but you got we to live uh, championship ring. <laughs> no, I'm talking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, uh, you guys keeping the bedroom alive? No, huh? jackass. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. No. So what I was asking? Can you show me on me what your favorite position is? All just right. dirty talking bits into her ear. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was asking was, you, so you were, you, <laughs> you start doing black room bits. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a music cue, honey? Can I get yeah, a music yeah, yeah, cue? Yeah. I need a stool to really get into <laughs> the mood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just fuck a stool before you have sex. With I have her. a DJ come in with me. Yeah. Like, One second, honey. We gotta set up here real quick. I scared of you. <laughs> yeah. No. Hit it. Yeah. Dude, the reason we're laughing so it, hard. That's what happens when you come. You're like, kick it. <laughs> we had, I, I let one of my uncles do my show at the House of Comedy one time. Oh man, he this went. Man's name is, this man's name is Descartes. Look, this dude don't do stand up. He clearly loves every Def Jam highlight he's ever uh, seen yeah, in his yeah, life. Yeah. He came up. He's like, nephew, let me do five minutes. I'm like, can you bring some people? He's like, yeah, I'll bring some people out. He's like, I-, I might struggle doing five minutes. That's a long time. So I'm nervous. I'm sweating before the show. I'm like, look, man, I'll have you go first. Fucking fill it every time you can. He's also the host That's of the show. He's hosting. Your uncle? Yes, my uncle. He goes by D. Benny. Wait, you let <laughs> him host and he's never been on stage? Well, okay, take that back. He's hosted and emceed some rap shows before. Look, oh, this boy. is all. Look, imagine just. Karen Exactly. You've met. Keep Ble- that perception yeah. alive through yeah. the rest <laughs> of the story. You've met, you've met black uncles, I presume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a black uncle. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Robert. Is your wife black? No. Oh. No, Are no, you? She's, she's Asian. So you got a real <laughs> black uncle. You just got like an <laughs> I do. I know. He's actually black. Yeah, his name is uh, Uncle Robert. 
Uncle Wait, Robert. Wait, one of your sisters or, or brother? How, how is no, he? No, he married into the family. Oh. Uh, uh, you don't know how family works out here? <laughs> no, I thought, no, I thought, no. I thought you were oh, like you a thought logic. you was like blood. Oh, no, I thought you were like logic. That could just be your uncle. Like, I'm like oh, 60 I'm black like, dudes. I'm like, unk. I'm like, how the fuck are you African-American in the slightest? <laughs> I'm like, how the I'm fuck? I'm 2% Creole, that, baby. You're the only... Homies and honkies, You're baby. the only person to, like... It's like a black couple, and then a white baby comes out. You're like, what the fuck, the fuck happened? is that? It's a Steve Nash, Quentin Richardson thing. You're like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> no, Jesus. Took it a whole other direction. Yeah. I thought we were going to have a second, because we already we had another big white dude who was talking about his girl. We're like, is she black? He's like... She's like, yeah, she's 6'3". I'm like, it's a whole thing. Anyway, what I was asking... Yeah. Did you have? Did you find it easier to be single doing stand up, or did you find it easier to be in a relationship doing stand up? I mean, you re- it you have to be on stage every night. I there's li- there's no way around that work at the end of the day. So like when my I, I met my wife in college, but then we um, she moved in with me in Atlanta like a, several years after we graduated. When she was about to move down, I was like, listen, this is literally what I'm on stage every night. I'm going to be gone. I kind of laid out the reality of mm-hmm. if you want to be with a comedian, this is literally I'm on call. I may get a call at eight o'clock. This one needs yeah, me there at like go. nine yeah. that night. And I got to go. So yeah. I just laid out the reality and she was like, okay, yeah. And then it's, it's been cool because there's been that transparency. I think a lot of times people try to like live two lives of like, oh, I have this comedy thing and I have this relationship, but the more you can, kind of overlap them and make them work together yeah. and just make sure you're honest and transparent with expectations, then hopefully you have a significant other that's like down for that grind. Yeah, and I've found it. I, I mean, I've never done, I, I've been doing stand-up, like I was with my girl before stand-up and I'm doing stand-up for almost five years now and I had to do it the other way. So she was used to like not that and then I kind of mm-hmm. had to be like, hey, here's what this is now. She's been cool about dealing with it. But I almost find it easier to like, the distraction of chasing female because you're out at bars every night you're out at like whatever taking that away almost i feel like makes it easier to focus on because then you can't get in get out there's no like oh that girl's this this girl's cute let me talk yeah to there's like- accountability right and you're doing it if you have like a significant other then it's like oh well, this is more than just about me yeah. as well yeah. so you're more proactive about like maybe getting a booked gig or if you are going out making sure that it's worth your while yeah because i feel yeah. like having that having that significant other, that girl in your life it puts a weird at least for me like i have a time clock in the back of my head that's like hey this has to like this has to amount to something at some point because there's other people involved now. Exactly. Definitely makes you work a touch harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, for sure. and she's like, "How's the dream going?" I'm like, "Ha, ah, it's going good. <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. It's going good." It's like, "How long has that guy been who's featuring? How long has he been doing stand up?" I'm like, "He's Three in L.A. Yeah. He's right. in L.A. He's been talking yeah. with people. I'm in here. I'm grinding. Yeah. I, it's about the art." Yeah. I see oh, a Netflix man. special and the fam's like, when's your Netflix special? And I'm like, <laughs> you're, like <laughs> you're like, there'll be a whole new medium by the time my shit's up. They yeah, stopped yeah. asking a while ago. <laughs> I'm getting more into virtual reality specials. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's the fun part about like uh, some other dreams, at least you when you pitch them to someone, like if you were just a singer, you can go up to kind of anyone and be like, I want to make it as a singer. They can understand that and they won't ask you an embarrassing question. If you just meet a random, sure it's all happened. You're like, oh, I do comedy. And they're like, no, but like, what else? You're like, bitch. Like, the fucking. What are you talking about? What? Like, this is uh, this is everything. Yeah, it's hard to. Mm. Have it's either a that hobby. or the better response. Tell me a joke. Oh, uh, that's always. Oh no, yeah, sucks. for sure. Have you written a thing for that? Like, you've been in the comedy comedy the longest. I, I usually at this point, I usually just say. I mean, you know, the only thing I can think of is your shirt, and I just like 
And that's like, I just roast their shirt. That's big. Tell me a joke. And I'm like, oh, your shirt. And then they usually <laughs> are like, oh, what I never ask I, again. What? I hope that that roasts them to where they never want to ask another comic. What yeah. I, what I You're do. doing the Lord's work, yeah. my friend. <laughs> you're, you're acting you're like a civil like, servant. Do you know what you should do? Uh, you should do this. This would never get anyone like to ever ask that question. Just as soon as like they're like, oh, tell me a joke. Just hit your head as hard as you can on any solid surface until your nose bleeds. And just like, is this funny? Is this funny to you? Is this what you want? Look at is his face. I'll let you have that one. Is this what you want from me? Is this what you want from me right now? Am I a fucking joke to you? And then do that like funny how thing from Goodfellas that Joe Pesci does. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just leave. That's a lot of effort, though. I don't want to have to yeah. do an act out. Bro, you see your whole life. I mean, like, are you a one-liner and get out of there. Are you an artist? <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were a purist. I thought you were a comedy purist. purist. <laughs> you see your whole life in, like, black and white fragrance commercial. It makes, it makes no sense. Like a Draco Noir. Yeah. 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 It's just fucking so... Imagine, a, like, Dracar Noir fucking commercial where some guy's just going crazy. I like the way he said it better. He said Draco. Draco. Draco, Draco Noir. Yeah. I don't know. Is it yeah, Dracar Noir? Is yeah, that Dracar. a Harry Potter character? Yeah, I, like, like I, don't don't know. I, haven't bought, I haven't bought Marshall's cologne in a while, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a man of class. <laughs> On a He's price headlining. Point. Show him some respect. I'm headlining the club you're headlining, motherfucker. <laughs> it seems like some of us... Nah, he big dick you. Put it away. <laughs> it seems like some of us are in the same price point. Okay? Well, I have not talked to Rich Voss. He openly brags, Goodwill's the only place that I should <laughs> I stopped. Uh, I started shopping newer places. I stopped wearing jeans other people wore. Uh, oh, I used to love Goodwill, dude. I know. Before I, I got married, I was a Goodwillionaire. All day. I know. That was that was my. <laughs> hey, that's face. the name of the episode. Good, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Goodwillionaire. That definitely sounds like a very sad rapper from 2005. <laughs> God, that was. He's like, Yo, my name is Goodwillionaire, and we're about to pimp your shit. And they just, Takes you to a Goodwill, gets you $19 clothes. And then they bedazzle like your denim jacket and all that. Yeah. And flash it up. And just like, don't worry, they wash them here. And then he turns to the camera, they don't wash them. <laughs> they see me picking. Thrifty. I'm looking, and guess what? It's the tag of the day. <laughs> yeah. Half off, half off. Uh, yeah. I half guess off, it's the, I guess it's the second Saturday of the month. Oh, oh here's the, yeah, I, I hate that I keep bringing it back to Atlanta, but. The uh, how many uh, you know rapper friends do you have? How many friends is there an equal amount of people trying to make it in the rap game that there are uh, uh, stand up? I don't know if I have it. I've like been in rap videos before. Really? So I've been the protagonist. So I, yeah, <laughs> protagonist or antagonist. One of them is uh, his name's Young Scooter. <laughs> yeah, and you he, seem <laughs> like you seem like you're the lawyer against him in the video. I literally in the I video. Have any rap friends? Like, he goes, well, Young Scooter. Young, no cap on this, but you yeah. know, Young no Scooter. Cap. He has a song called Plug Lingo, and in the video, I'm dressed up like a scientist, and he teaches me how to cook a crack rock. Dude, nice. I saw that. That shit was so fun. I was dying. Wait, do bro. you like, know? Have you oh, seen yeah. this? Yeah, Tell I saw you. the video and shit. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, was yeah. funny, bro. We in these streets, yeah. <laughs> and what's funny, you know, is that they're like show up to set at Did eight. He actually, Young Scooter you pulls up at like twelve o'clock. <laughs> of yeah, course. one of those. One of those moves. Yeah, Does yeah, he yeah. just go by Scooter? <laughs> Plug lingo, not plug window, you dumbass. Oh, I no, they, the video right pulled up. Yeah, 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 it's right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm wow. a plug World window. star hip hop. That's oh, how you wow. know it's official. 
Hold on. We got to buy talking. premium. Look at us. I think we need to buy premium. This episode is sponsored by Samsung Galaxy. Samsung <laughs> Galaxy, your Galaxy, your way. No way. Yeah, this so is you, awesome. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of, I cut it in, but like throughout the video, you got where a skim. he's like, shows me how to like work. What? There he is. He's showing me the power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My guy, <laughs> that's crazy. As so he shows me the powder, and then I we like open it up. Andrew, and hit the dismiss thing up. real quick. I want to see some. Dude, what? How many views? What? Is you're in a you're in a video with 26 million views <laughs> cooking crack. <laughs> <laughs> this is on World Star Hip Hop, dude. Yeah, I thought you meant this is like some SoundCloud rapper you no. met after a show. No, no. legit. I had people reach out to me after this. They're like, "Yo, you're in Young Scooter's video. Yo, can you help me cook crack?" <laughs> I'm so. I, did that he would teach make you the sense formula? You saw it. Yeah. That's a, flipping bricks. Dude, that's hysterical. Flipping up bricks in the kitchen. Dude, See, with we the bitches. It there. We working it there. With the bitches in the back. Okay. <laughs> so cool. Now I got more questions. How cool is an actual rap video set to be at? Is it like a pretty. And how like... uncomfortable were you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was sitting there in the lab coat with everyone oh. else just being fucking bricked out and yeah. being like. Yo, what the fuck's up? You're just like, I'm here to be a scientist. I'm uh, playing a scientist. Yeah, it was dope, You think man. he went in like fun. that? How did you think he came into this episode, dude? So, do you- <laughs> Oh, yeah, very true. You turned it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's like a defense mechanism. I go into White Boy Joel. I got a yeah, code yeah. switch. You're like, sup, bloods? How we doing, huh? Sup, <laughs> oh, oh, what we repping? Crips. My apologies. Oh, God. Wow. Hey, let me see them rocks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's actually really cool. How'd you how'd you get cast? Do you know Young Scooter? No, so um, I was in another rap video, and then the people <laughs> right, that did Timberlake. that one referred me to this one. <laughs> it was another one, uh, Cyrus Smith uh, Bags, and it's like a um, Cyrus uh, Smith. C Y R U S. I would have guessed the C yeah. for sure. But it's like it's Not like serious. a it's like a Ferris Bueller parody, and I'm like the principal that's trying to like bust him and all that. So the people what? that did that video referred me to. Um, uh, the Young Scooter video. What's Bags. the name of that song? So that, yeah, the, it's Bags right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the Isn't hell are you just in rap videos? Like, is this? I, I'm the plug on white people, man. It's a plug <laughs> on white people. So, oh yeah, so there, I, there I was right there, like I like stalking his house and Dude, all this. What the hell? That's actually tight as fuck. You get to be in rap hey, videos hanging there out. There he is. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. there he is. Yeah. Hey. What the fuck? <laughs> is this the neighborhood watch? Is that what I'm watching? <laughs> he was like Dude, skipping school, so I'm, I, I'm not sure if I, because I'm like seeing this, I'm like, this is dope, but I'm not sure if I would want to be pigeonholed as cuck in every rap video. <laughs> it is being like, hey, you need a white corny guy to look racist? I got someone. <laughs> nah, I'm a, I'm a key player in this video, yo. Dude, Dude, you what's, are, with the, yeah. what's with the vinegar stroke face <laughs> yeah. that you have right now? I'm in the zone right here. It does look like you're not trying to bust him. It looks like you're trying to bust a nut while looking through his windows. Look Hold at on, his I told arms. you, just fucking stay right there. Yeah. Wow. Oh my. What goodness. was your first rap video then? What Is was it your? This? Um. Wow, he had to think back. There's a lot. I, I think the first I was actually, I was on an album first. Like, and I did one of the skits. You in like the Cat album. Williams outro <laughs> that all over the world? <laughs> I was at a comedy show and literally there was a studio next to the venue. And one of the, I guess one of the rappers like heard my set or whatever. He's like, yo, will you come do this skit with us real quick on this album? That's my personal dream. That's all I've ever wanted is to be on a rapper's. <laughs> to be liked by an actual African-American It's for the black community <laughs> to finally fucking. And yeah, to finally <laughs> validate me. He's just like. Yes, sir. It's like, I'll be in your rapper room music video. It's like, do you mind? We're naming this song Uncle Tom. Do you mind playing? Tom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, God damn, might as well. Jeepers. 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 
Gosh, that's so it's all part. It's all it's all those like moments in stand up. You just never realize what opportunities are going to come from where. Fuck no, it's you just, don't. That's why stand up and like getting on stage is so important. You just never know who's in the audience that so night. So that's a fun yeah. plus that Atlanta stand up has is sometimes young Jeezy's in the back. And he's just, <laughs> you just never know. He's just like yeah, sometimes yeah. little scooter pulls like up that. on his razor. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. just like so. What is razor? You were holding on to that one. You're like, well, how can I shoehorn a scooter razor joke? In <laughs> I didn't that's think that a... hard about it, but I'm glad you think I'm that funny. That's just a oh, I didn't say it was funny. I was like, <laughs> I was cooking. I was like, cooking. Like on when it. you walked up today, I just didn't think. Like our interaction started with you yelling "Hootie Who." So, <laughs> so, so I didn't think you would go from "Hootie Who" to be like, "Yeah, I was in the Cyrus Smith." The way video. that I imagine <laughs> you yelling "Hootie Who" is the way that someone yells "Lassie." Like, <laughs> man, you're like hootie who? Hootie who? Are you in the well? Nobody does it. He talks with more like like twang in his voice than I do. Like it's just it's it, bro. He's bouty. He's built in. I'm batty batty. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it, it literally, I don't know what because like I I come from like the country of Georgia too. So yeah. I have I have like that honky bonics too. You know I can get down in there on that accent. So we can just code switch all. Many, we rota- already had John Carden on. How many uh, <laughs> how many rotations away from a Clint? <laughs> are you <laughs> from a Clint? Are you? My my family is just wild like that. I mean, them just seeing me doing a lot of these hood shows and rap videos and stuff. They're like, "Say what, Jay? Well, what are yeah. you doing out there? Because I have a uh, I have some pretty small town <laughs> country family. Are they more hillbilly or redneck? Because there's the, there's the distinction. Yeah, it's it's more like well, it's hmm. I mean, because it's like trailers, so I don't know what that. But they're like. They're not like trashy, I guess. There aren't like cars without wheels in the front yard. You can and be stuff a classy like redneck. All the that's cars. A, that's I, the would cor- redneck. That's I would say redneck. I would say hillbillies are build actual stuff. trash and okay being tra- <laughs> yeah. okay being. Trash. Oh no, it would be more like redneck. Yeah, yeah. Like, just rural. Yeah, like someone trying to make a backyard roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... yeah, nothing like that. Just like a lot of hunting and stuff <laughs> and, like that. Oh, okay, they've, cool. they've all like built their own houses and any coonskin, non-ironically. No, 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 nothing like fine. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm quick to defend like it. Yeah. 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 You just saying coon. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are we just a setup in here? Is was a yeah, I, was, I was imagining, they're just like, uh, the rap videos, they're just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what in the, what the, they love it. Anytime we get together. Is safe where you are? <laughs> they always like ask me, they're like, show us your new videos. Whenever I get together with the family, they're like, where's more content? So they, they love it, though. Yeah, That's fans, awesome. Oh, so your family's about it, then. That's yeah, good. they love it. Yeah, that would yeah. be tough if they weren't. That'd be a hard... Uh, yeah. I can't imagine. Because comedy's already hard enough. So like, fortunately, I haven't had anyone who's like, are you sure? Like, when are you quitting? Or yeah. when, is, when, when are you going to get tough. real? Like, it's always been supportive. That's Sure, we got a, we got, yeah, it's tough. We got a couple of, we got a couple of those on the cast that kind of got to deal with the, the chirping, being like, "What's good with this? Where's the?" Are you this whole hobby thing is pretty cool, but when are you gonna start making money? Yeah, it's tough, <laughs> which man. is it's fucking tough. wild. Yeah. yeah, I get how you leave every day, being like, "All right, see, ya. I'm gonna <laughs> go fucking what? What do you think I do? Sell chocolate bars? I'm gonna go do a you know stand up? Yeah, yeah. It would, uh, it's a fun thing to have a nice supportive family. Yep, for sure. I do. Right. I, I saw uh, when we were uh, doing some research that you you uh, dropped a special, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right before suit. the pandemic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. The trophy husband. What made you go suit? Well, it was my, uh, is the suit I wore at my wedding. Oh, damn. Oh. So I, it's Ooh. called the trophy husband. So I was trying to make it this whole like marriage thing. May I say, know? not a rental. Oh, what? No, That's... no, no. Look at you. And do you, do you, work, do you work clean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, all yeah, always. Say yeah. the f word. I mean, if like in an open mic <laughs> and things like that, I'll like um, you know, stuff may slip out and whatnot as I'm working out stuff. But yeah. like if it's like a gig and I'm like 
paid to like be a comedian like I, yeah it's clean i like brand myself as clean and book myself like that is that yep. is that a decision you made like from day one you were like this is gonna be or is that just naturally kind of who you are you're a little bit more clean yeah that's just naturally who i was i mean i noticed early on whenever i got like angry on stage or tried to get edgy i look i mean i look like 12 you know i look like a youth pastor if i'm up there like trying to be edgy and like swear and it stuff, looks like you're trying to start something in the community it turns people <laughs> off like they, it doesn't yeah. it didn't connect with the audience and i think it also like like my the first comic like sinbad that's the comic i saw and was like yo i want to do comedies and he was clean so i think I just naturally gravitated towards clean, right. but yeah. I don't tell comics whether or not they should or shouldn't be clean, but right. I will say there's more work if you can be clean. I remember when I had Mark Normand on, he said that if he could do it over again, he would like start clean because like when he opened up for Seinfeld, he had to literally like scrape all of his material. He said he had to go through all his albums just to find enough material. Just to find 15 minutes. To yeah. open up for Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So even if Damn. you can have like a clean set that then you can then, if someone has like a, a company potluck they need comedy for, like a family right. reunion they want to be clean, you can still do those gigs and still like be an employee. It's a broader, comedian. yeah, it's a broader. But That's yeah, crazy. I don't man. tell people like you do whatever you want up there. It's you up there. Say what you want. But yeah. For me, it's always just been clean. That's just kind of how I started and how I just continue to do it. Say the F word. Fun? (laughs) (laughs) Get me set up out here in those glasses. What are you talking about? I see through you glasses. I'm going to get a candid camera. I'm getting candid camera. You saying shit and piss. And your whole empire going down. That has to be. I also wanted to comment on your website, which is. Baller as fuck, to be honest. This is a nice setup, dude. Joel, uh, Joel. Oh, I mean, anything I ever look at with comedians is like, or I, like try to like you try to stand out from other comedians, and it's like most comics, even like famous comics, have terrible websites. So, so it's bad. like, so it's like, what can you do to stand out? And if someone lands on this page. Would they want to book you? If someone lands on your social media, would they want to book you? That's, and that's things my, like that. That's what my day job is. So I, I kind of work in like this realm. But yeah, it's that can that'll literally lose you money. If I click on your shit yeah. and it just looks like a basic like you paid for a template and just gave someone some cash and called it a day, you'll lose you'll lose cash on that. Did you hire, perception? Did you hire someone privately to do this? Like a so. So what's person? cool about the podcast is like I mean even this weekend at JP's, the owner is a fan of the podcast. He booked me out here. For the weekend, um, last weekend I was in Oregon. A fan of the podcast booked me to go do a theater out there where she lived in Oregon. So it's like the person that did my website, fan of the podcast, who uh, helped me build it. And this was several that years ago. Rules. That's awesome! Wow, yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, it's um, it's all it's all part of the job of being a comedian. You know, it's so it's so crazy to me when you see people that are like dead set on making it. They're like, this is I'm putting all my eggs in this in this entertainment basket, this and that, and then you're like. When's the last time you posted on social media? And they're like, months ago. And you're like, why are you? Well, now you're just some asshole that I got to wait behind for five minutes to go do, to go, like, go do sets. To me, it's like, there's a, there's people that are willing to give their left nut in order to make it. And then people that are like, just hobbyists that are like, this is a fun. But dude, I couldn't imagine the grind now because like when I started 12 years ago, it was just like, get on stage, live on stage as much stage time as possible. But now cats are like. Two months in, posting grainy crowd work clips, trying to like go viral from this coffee shop video. You know, yeah. it's like it. I can't imagine the mindset now of it's like, well, I've got to develop as a comedian, but I got to record it and I got to post it and I got subtitles and blah blah blah. Like, there's so much more. Because that honestly, that's saying. what that's what sell. people get invested in the growth. The cut. Like, how many times have you heard people say, ah, the first four seasons of that was fine, or when they were the old thing was cool and now it's not like. 
people get invested in the they want to see the grainy they want to see the they want to see the grainy become hd that's where it's where you make come up yeah 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 i feel like you know whatever but yeah there's a higher saturation like when you were starting was there ever 45 names on a list Mm, i mean i've definitely done like 20 20 25 comics but 40 45 that's, that's another, how it is, is everyone doing here. five minutes yeah, yeah. yeah. and they'll put what they'll put no cap on some of the things out here and it'll be a mic that lasts like four hours uh, and then the host sometimes will decide to do two to three minutes to get the crowd back of course yeah an open mic yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i've been at jp's till like three in the morning Same. jp's also didn't know stands for jordan peterson <laughs> oh words yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. jordan peterson's comedy club that makes sense i have one question for you okay When's the Bill Burr episode coming, dude? Yo, when is the Bill Burr? <laughs> dude, we have we have because I saw you talking to Verzi about it too. Verzi, Mike Binder had on there. We had I have a, I have a video of Mike Binder who directed Bill Burr's last two specials, telling him in the video to like come on the show. You're just orbiting this man. It's dude, and Burt Burt Kreischer is someone who. During the pandemic, talk about like the dope thing about the podcast is like during the pandemic, it became this super engaged community of comedians like coming together. And we like during the pandemic, we did this thing called Burt Watch where we just we created over 100 memes about like getting Burt on the show. And we finally got his attention and he said he would. And then I've been going back and forth with his people like for like over a year now. So it's like one of those things. It's like focusing on what you can control. It's like, cool, we got him to respond. But it's I'm at a point. It's like. Just build it and they will come. Just keep making the podcast better and better and better, and they'll they'll see. That's what Ari Garbage did. That's what Ari Garbage did. Exactly. Yeah, those guys, the come up that those guys had, and you can tell the comics that come on now are like, I I, I love, like when Whitney Cummings was on, she's like, I wanted to be on this. I've loved your grind. Like, I've seen the build. She reached out to Bert to get on that. Like, she was actively like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love it how your like model is just like, just keep harassing Bert Kreischer. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the one of those Instagram, those YouTube videos was like, I will eat a picture of Burt Kreischer. Until <laughs> yes. just, every ep- every day, I will eat and shit, and then eat the shit. Well, because it's until not, Burt Kreischer. In the and tell me if I'm wrong, but like now the business we live in, it's like you're used to your certain view count you get per episode, but a bump will put you like can in a in just a different position. It's a different stratosphere when you do get someone like a Bill Burr on there for sure. But it's like, I mean, the names are cool, but. You know, I've had like set on and like Jeff Foxworthy and like these comedians are like, oh my gosh, like these people are huge, but those aren't necessarily the most popular episodes. No, no, those you know are- what I mean. So it's like it's cool to get those names and it can add clout and add recognition and bring new people in. But long term, it's like no one famous comic on your show is going to be the thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, we had this person on and then now we're like blowing up. It's still like maybe a little bump and then you you got to keep going. But like you said, it's uh, the recognition because if you have that one comic on, other bigger name comics will see that and be like, oh, this is a place that we can fuck with. It's a reputable place. It's legitimate. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, people like Bert, like he refers like, you know, if he loves something, he'll tell like, all right, you got to go on Segura's show. You got to go yeah. on this show. Like, so he's someone who I feel like would do it and then be like, oh, my gosh, you got to. We got. Oh, we got to get Tom on here and things like that. That's you a know, good, that's a good for yeah. yeah. oh, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! But this guy's so busy. I get it. You know, I yeah, mean, I, I don't, some... nothing personal. It's cool that he responded and like all of that and said he will do it. Yeah, he's it was, just like well, you're getting at the point done now where you're doing festival. You're dealing with big enough people that that like got people. 
Like we were mm-hmm. talking personally. There was like, there's no one that's like, oh yeah, hit my guy up. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're yeah, dealing yeah. with like fucking agents, managers, like, yeah, yeah, touring for sure. ma- agents, touring managers, just like different. There's like seven people you got to go through to get the final. Yeah, boss. how do you how do you feel like is that? Because sometimes I feel like you like I send a message to someone. I'm like that's that's in the dark. They may never see that, and that's like a low level booker. They still got a day job. Like, how you feel when you send a message to like you know a millionaire manager or like some dude who's like really making some bucks? Like like all right, fam. Like yeah, you just reach out, put your best foot <laughs> forward. Like if you're reaching out to management, making sure the email is professional. Yeah, you know, making sure you have something professional to show them. Oh yeah, you know, like if uh, here's our show, here's the things we've done, and like make sure it all looks professional and stuff. Yeah, but shoot your shot. I mean, like I I had Andrew Schultz on several years ago now, but that was a tweet. I like tweeted at him. He was in Atlanta. Like my system really was like. You guys have so many clubs here. I mean, you can yeah. just tap in. And, like, I would just look at who's coming to town, and I would reach out to them. Like, Rich Voss, for example. You brought up Rich Voss. Yeah. like, I hit him up on social media. He didn't respond. I went and watched him at his show. And so I was like, I tracked him down, basically. I was about to say, I don't think Voss even knows how to work social media. Yeah, like, I ended up just going to the show. Same thing with Felipe Esparza. Like, I tweeted at him. And he didn't respond, so I went to the show, and I was like, hey, I'm Joel. He's like, oh, you're the guy from Twitter. Uh, that was a bad. Lo siento. Exa- Lo siento, no, no, mis amigos. Mi español es más o menos. But, um, yeah, it, I, I, I have no fear in just asking. You just yeah. never know what yeah, they're going to say. It, you never know what sliding in a DM, you know. Shoot your shot. Because yes, we are just chilling, yeah. If you're just if you're headlining for the weekend, you didn't bring, like, any of your boys with you, like, you're just – Chilling at the condo or the yeah, hotel exactly. or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So mine is, that's why I, I reached out to you guys because I was like, I love connecting with other comics and hanging out. And it's like, I'm here. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Get to see his cool part. You're not a big just bring the <laughs> Xbox on the road guy and hang out and do nothing? Nah. Yeah, not at all. No, you, no. you think this man brings an Xbox <laughs> on the road? He's he just can. plugged into his PlayStation. This motherfucker's sitting here whittling in a Best Western. <laughs> just cussing out 12-year-olds yeah. and then goes to do a clean comedy show. Yeah. Just like, oh, no. no. You seem Hilarious. like you come into your like comedy condo and like Mr. Rogers put on your inside shoes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah for sure. Get comfy. You have a bonsai Take tree, don't I you? I definitely have clothes hanging up in the hotel right now, for sure. Oh, my God. Definitely. And the, uh, I already started packing. I'm leaving tomorrow. My flight's at 6 a.m. I've Dude, already started packing. You're so much oh, well. Jesus you're Christ. way more organized than I probably will ever be. I d- I would have not opened my suitcase for more than three seconds <laughs> just to pull out some shit, throwing it back in there. I mean, it's like if you want comedy to be your job, you got to treat it like a job. I know. You yeah, know, yeah, no wrinkles in the shirt. I, the, here's I the ironed thing. when I got into Dude, town. Here's but the, I, you know, I'm not new to this. I grew to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. Urban rooms are giving you bars, dude. Uh, first off, Brody, tuck the chains. Dude, this I is white chocolate. Dude, I imagine just you, you grow, the amount of like urban rooms you've done, just the fucking moleskins you have of cool sayings that you bring <laughs> down in the corner of the room. Like, I'm not new to this. He I'm doesn't write down this. his set list anymore, just cool bars to throw yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grown up in this shit. All right. Uh, What's you popping slime? Define yeah. <laughs> trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole joke about trailer to the trap and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that has to be the next trailer, trailer. <laughs> to the trap to American. Just flag doing it. Yeah. 
trailer to the trap in the three piece yeah. suit. I fucking love that. That's fine. So hysterical. That's so funny. I've showed I would have come hung out at Jay Pizzles. Down but the road. it's yeah, it's all like what's natural to you though. I think I think especially people see social media and they're like, well, what's my character? What's my persona? It's like, well, I mean, whatever comes natural to you. Like I've never tried to like put on, be like, oh. Let me go do urban rooms and try to like white it up. Like I've never tried to pander. And if I did a joke in like an all black room that didn't work in an all white room or vice versa, then I would just get rid of it. Like I always just work towards what was natural to me. And it's just time, dude. Like this, it's this is time. Comedy is just like you know. Yeah, dude. We see someone like Burt Kreischer. It took him like twenty years to pop. I know. You know what I mean? I've and been like, doing oh, it okay, seven and a half. It's, it's all. It probably took me eight years to realize. Oh. I should stop focusing on other people giving me stuff and create my own opportunities. And that's when I started doing my own tours, produce my own special on my 10-year anniversary. Like, just I create know, my own stuff. I'm trying to fuck. I like, literally, I'm, I'm moving at the end of the year to New York. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, just like in the couple months that I've been here, I'm just like, fuck. If I wasn't moving, I definitely would be trying to run my own local show here at like a club or something. What's not? You could still do that in the I meantime. know, but I just don't want to like put my like fucking like all this You could time make enough money running a show at a local club to justify your plane ticket once a month to come do it. I mean, yeah, yeah what's I'm that excuse? What do you mean? I don't want to do this thing I want to do because I'm moving later. Well, the thing is, I don't want to like... <laughs> That was a great Tristan. That's not me. <laughs> he like started like That's not me. He like Pretty had sure an idea and he created a mean excuse to not do it. Well, like, but that no. would be hard. No, that wasn't my first <laughs> no, I'm Fuck saying, you, Joel. <laughs> no, I'm saying on. I said it with a cold. Fuck <laughs> you, dude. Spot on. Fuck Joel, you. Joel, do you want to be on the next episode of Internal Affairs? Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joel, you're on a Patreon where we let it? you cuss. How about this? <laughs> yeah, you guys did just start a Patreon. How about yeah, this? Congrats. How about this? Once you say a fucking curse word on stage and put big shoes on, I mean I've sworn. Warren, like I, yeah, I'm not like perfect or Say whatever. Fuck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, my my idea behind it wasn't like that. I'm afraid to do it. I'm not afraid of anything, Joel. And I'll eat any amount of hot peppers you need me to eat right now <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, no, it's I, hot breath, not hot ones. You did. Yeah. I know, but I just wanted to prove that I was a man, both inside and within my belly. But that's um, cool. You're moving to New York, and you're just trying to prepare for that. And yeah, not I'm get just like trying not. I'm trying to like fucking save up money. I'm like picking up extra shifts. I don't need to like suddenly like stress myself out with like, oh, now I have to book this. I have to do that. I'm like, I'd rather dedicate my time to just like doing the grind that I do now here. And then when I'm in New York, starting something because I have friends out there, and like I would love to like kind of. Like right now, I'm just like in the hibernation period of actually thinking of a show that I would want to do because I don't want it to be just some showcase. Of course, yeah. I want it to be like something fun and like something new and original. Yeah, bro, just showcases suck. Yeah, those they definitely suck, don't dude. pay the bills. What at am I all. gonna call it? Tris- TB, uh, TRB and friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck am I? Gonna do? <laughs> like some jamoke, and use a word like jamoke, <laughs> like some dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a shot where shots fired? He says Jamoke a lot. I run a local show called DBG and Friends that pays pretty okay. And I also say Jamoke a decent amount. So that was about 30 <laughs> seconds of just fuck me. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Let's, uh, I want to, I want to do like a fun little topic. Um, so like, I assume that you're making some money from this and stuff like that. One more talk comedy. Yeah. I mean like from, I mean from, yeah, no shit. I'm saying from the podcast and stuff like that. He should scissor kick you. No, (laughs) 
He no. said welts my jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, socks yeah. look pretty expensive. You're doing pretty good for yourself, <laughs> yeah, 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 huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked shit about your Marshall's cologne like 25 <laughs> yeah. minutes ago. This is Eddie Bauer. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's putting you guys in the dirt, and he's doing it rated G. <laughs> yeah. Rated G. These insults are rated E for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Nah, but Joel, you're no. making money. You're making moves. What's your first irresponsible purchase? Flagrant purchase. Once you got that, once you got that bread, bread. I'll put in. Oh, I'll put once in, I do. I'll put in the terminology that you prefer. Uh, once you bricked up with that bread. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Once we secure the bag. Once the bag is secure. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ops are out of the way. Um, uh, what what is an irresponsible flagrant purchase? Can it be a chain? I would love. What would your fucking custom chain oh, be? Oh, dude, get a flavor flav chain. Oh! Oh my god! It's just a saltine cracker. <laughs> yeah, just a bedazzled saltine cracker. Yeah, just like salt and pepper shakers <laughs> on it, and it's I'd, being like it has real salt. I'm afraid. I'm a fan of condiments. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I would really like a dope watch. I mean, this is a fossil. Um, this yeah, is it actually, looks pretty fucking old to me. I wore it in my. Uh, I wore this at my wedding actually. But yeah, I'll just wear this. So it, it's like this is like a hundred dollar watch. But I'd like to flex on like a nice watch. So that's like an asset though. I'd like to buy something that actually well, yeah, retains you can't, you can't value. Touch it. You're not gonna bust down a fucking Rolex or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, no, no. That's right a couple of factory diamonds. No, no, no we're talking oh, about like. Oh, I, I would definitely like purchase. any any flagrant purchase would definitely be like an asset though. I wouldn't want to go out and like buy like. Shut a, up! You're not buying healthcare. Get something cool. Get no, some, you get such cool, cool shit. I know. I thought you said like. I thought you meant like an asset. Like, well, I'll probably uh, go buy like a mutual fund. Yeah, or something. yeah. Like, well, I'm I'm all the Apple. Well, I'm gonna invest in my stepdad's company. You like, got an no, excuse, just, Tristan. Uh, you, called, uh, you called Tristan four eyes, and now he's heated, dude. Yeah. <laughs> buy a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from big words like asset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, definitely. I think I'd like to have like a dope watch. I mean, I like I like cool clothes and stuff. I'd like to. I'm trying to like dress cooler and stuff. So I may like flex like things i've never liked because even like i got upgraded into a bmw today like the, the oh guy. he made that very clear by but the way i, I made I was... it i made it very clear that it wasn't my car like i everyone i've seen that has seen me driving that car is like it's not mine like i met up with a comic before this and he saw me in the bmw i was like it's not mine the the dude at the rental place was like a comedy fan and he's like oh let me hook you up and upgrade you or whatever but i like, could almost i don't like flashy stuff i don't like I'd want to be like a Warren Buffett that's like he's eating McDonald's every day, but he's worth like a bajillion dollars. Joe, like that know, Keanu Reeves vibe. I want to be super understated. Yeah, I'm not own, like flexing yeah, like flashy. Yeah, own islands and people. Do you know how, people, do you yeah, know how concerned I was when you pulled up in your BMW to my apartment complex where like half the people here are on Section 8? And I was like, dude, Joel's going to be afraid he's going to get shot right now. No, no, I've been to it all. I mean, I used to live in the hood of Atlanta. It was called Boulevard. There was a rap song about it. Like, it was a whole... Were you in that music video? <laughs> I wasn't in that one. I wasn't in that one. I got some good bits out of it, though. You're on Boulevard Avenue, dude. dude that's so nuts. <laughs> but like Boulevard, nothing flashy. Boulevard. I didn't like to travel with like like family and stuff. Like I, my, my wife and I, I would like to just just make it to where we could do whatever we want, but more spend it on experiences instead of things, I guess. Where would you go? Uh, well, definitely, this is so white, but <laughs> it's uh, definitely the Cotswolds in uh, England. Oh. It's, it's I thought like, you were going to say like Munich. It's like a very historic place. Cotswold? It's like known for know like their Cotswold. gardens. My wife and I really got into gardening over the pandemic. You are and just especially rose saltine gardening, white. So. Oh, you white. garden? So it's like so it's like a very historic area okay, in yeah. England that's really known for their gardens and stuff. So <laughs> you're from that's the where I would go. You, that's the whitest you're, thing. You're from, the, you're, from, <laughs> <laughs> you're from the trap, so you don't watch Downton Abbey. You watch Bridgerton. Oh, good. <laughs> 
This is where they would shoot like a live action Wallace and Gromit, and this is where you're going. To Hilarious. <laughs> you're like thinking about going to the Get Out house, <laughs> and just being like, wouldn't it be so fun to live somewhere where like pooping was in pots like 300 years ago? That's not bad. Do you value uh like like uh? Spending some cash on traveling, like is first class a deal to you? Like, is that like a big deal? To I you? would like, love to do first class. I've never done first class. I did it once, what? and it was honestly, it was just like, oh, this is a the seat's not any more comfortable. It's just wider. It's the same shitty leather. It's the same like they just come bring you a towel and you can drink on the plane before people can. Yeah, it's, it's like a longer trip maybe, but I, I think overall, like it's sometimes it's like a two hundred dollar ticket that first class is like two grand. And you're yeah. like, what is this for, for like what a, yeah. for like an hour flight or something? Yeah, so I mean I. I would never like do anything like that just for the fun of it. But. I don't understand what like that's people's that's their splurge. They're like, I, dude, if I'm gonna be on this uncomfortable cylinder. I'm gonna sit on this yeah. slightly larger piece piece of pleather, and it's somehow gonna be better. Spending my cash on, oh god, you're fucking building a pyramid of you. <laughs> people are pretty quick too. Paying, yeah. a, paying them double time. You, you're not paying. The, you didn't build the pyramid in time. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I wouldn't. It would be in suits. I would just start wearing suits. You just time. start wearing suits. All when you time. get the glow up, it'd be all suits. Yeah, all suits. All Full the time. Steve Harvey suit. All the time. All, no, eighteen buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, the king of comedy. No, not like a yeah, fucking king suit of comedy. Suit, like, make uh, it look like you're in a fucking curtain. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'd be like. Yeah. Just I, a tan king of comedy suit. Yeah, it makes a difference, dude. Like you. I, I feel a difference on stage and I get a different reception when I do dress better. Like they take you, you more seriously. They take you more seriously. Like your jokes land hard. Like it's, I've noticed a difference because I used to like like Goodwill. I, I wore just like trash. You wear like mesh t-shirts and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about how I was coming off to the audience. But really, once you start to become self-aware of like how the audience is viewing you and it starts to help you kind of steer your material and become more self-aware and start to find your voice. Yeah. But it's whatever's authentic. So I'm saying, not saying your shirt has a hole in it, you shouldn't wear it on stage. If that's authentic to you, A-hole. It is. it's like, go for it. It is. A-hole is a He's loose so interpretation nice. of that shirt. He's so nicely mm, just kind of... Oh, like, never mind. Multiple holes. Oh, there's several holes. He's Can we get a collection oh. plate going around for him? There's Can several holes. But he, that's what I'm he, saying. If it's true to you, I'm just saying whatever is authentic yeah. to you. He got that se- that but, shirt from a crime scene. Did yeah. he say collection that plate? That shirt no I live with a thousand moths. <laughs> they're constantly eating my clothing. But it, that's, and that's something that like young comics can change early on. Is it's like, all right, well, I'm still developing, getting better. But like, can I look more presentable on stage? Can yeah. you look more bookable? Would someone watch you on stage and be like, oh, I'd like to have them. Come perform at my company function. Yeah, that's why the hardest road to go is the blue outcast dog. The blue kind of like, I'm edgy. And you're like, all right, well, I hope one of the comedy clubs is, has like a dirty show or like an edgy But like young like comics something. also like, they see Bill Burr doing like this like misogynistic material or whatever. They're like, oh, well, you're that's talking about. That's no way to get Bill Burr on He's your talking podcast, about like women. Right? But it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's about to be like a, a big up to Bill Burr that he's able to pull off these super complex and controversial topics and make them hilarious. Me, like, he says stuff about his wife, my wife finds hilarious. Like, yeah. he's like, my wife, in like, my wife. But young comics <laughs> see that and think that, oh, well, Bill Burr did it, so let me just go talk about how much annoying my girlfriend is or how women should stop complaining. But it's like, no, he just spent, like, several decades honing the craft of comedy to be able to tackle these complex topics. Like, right. start with your dog. Start with your job. Start with super basic topics. Can you make, like, the weather funny? And then build it out and get into more taboo and controversial stuff. But so many comics now try to, like... 
do all this edgy stuff without even knowing how to like make anything funny. You start with like it's the same thing with all those uh, Patrice kids that come out now. Yeah. 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 I, I like how you had such a sincere and like absolute like a perfect moment where you're like talking to younger comedians and you had to. Do the bore at my wife. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's it, so you default. You had to. You're just like, so my, my, my <laughs> wife. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, how exactly. deeply that is ingrained into the, you're like, so I called him. I said, what's that? And I, your son is dead. Uh, <laughs> it is true. It was almost like a reflex. Yeah. I couldn't even like help yeah, it. Just like, sorry guys, my wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Dear it's true. Lord. So many young comics do try to do all these taboo topics. And it's like, well, just learn how to write a joke first. Like, Crawl before you walk. Like, comedy is a language, and it's just something you have to develop over time. And it takes, I mean, so many comics I've interviewed say it's like 10 years before you even start to figure out what your voice is. Yeah. And I'm 12 years in, and I'm still like, I don't maybe it's a little bit like this, but I'm still trying to figure it out 12 years. Out. Are you more of like a, uh, uh, not like one-liner, but like uh, you get onto a new subject within, you know, a minute, or are you a longer kind of story story type guy i started out as a one-liner like early on it was all one-liners like I, I loved mitch hedberg and like uh ronnie dangerfield and like i was all one-liners and i think all comics should at least learn how to write a one-liner because that's it's, it's the that's backbone a, of that's comedy. at the core yeah. of everything what's your favorite one-liner oh my. that you've written oh i married a woman with tattoos because she's comfortable with permanent mistakes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fun. It's, that's it never misses. That's like a that's like one joke. I remember early on when I was just like terrible and you'd be bombing or whatever. And Pull that out. I, I would say that joke and that would get a pop and then immediately go down to just bombing. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah. that's uh, all I had, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like a joke that took, it took me like, it was like, took me over an hour to write that joke. Yeah. It's like comics just hear an oh, idea yeah. and they're like, oh, cool, they're funny on accident. Like joke writing, it's like a skill that you just have to do a lot to learn. So it started out as one-liners and over time it's like expanded into more like storytelling and stuff, but still joke writing and like the one-liner is still how I write. It's just more subconscious now, I guess. Yeah, I got you. Do, I got you, you. do you sit down on like a blank piece of paper and be like, all right, time to write some funny? Or do you kind of like, when it pops into your head, you're like, let me like go ahead and write this down? Yeah, I definitely keep notes of like, if I have a funny idea, I keep track of it in like a Google Doc and whatnot. But more now my writing is more of like, I like more journal. Like, like this morning, I had an idea last night I said on stage that it just kind of came out as I was just talking. And then I was like, oh, I just kind of journaled about that idea. And just like, maybe I'll find some funny connections here. But I don't, early on, I would like go to the library and be like, all right, I'm writing one-liners about this topic and yeah. really hammer them out. But now I am a little more just kind of like fluid with it to where I, I'm more journaling or free writing. And then if I find a funny connection, maybe then I'll do like a Venn diagram with it or look for, okay, maybe there's another parallel I could do here. But it kind of seems to be the end result for all, or just like from what I listen to through like podcasting and stuff, the end result for like comedy in the long run it's pretty much what it's jerry who writes down word for word yeah, like, yeah 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 exactly what's going on but everyone else gets to bullet points and little kind of like blurbs and stuff like that yeah everyone does it differently we're all trying to you know get the laugh but how we get there we all just kind of you find your own way to get there right and now that we've talked about your process where can we where can someone find you on the road this comes out august 17th yes where august. can we find you 
Where will I? Where well, will you be? The po- Check out the podcast because we're on a podcast. So yeah. go listen to my podcast. It's called Hot Breath. It's on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Over 400 interviews. It's fucking sick, bro. Comedians we we did a whole there. deep dive last night kind of as a cast watching some episodes. Yeah, and stuff. Oh, I so appreciate it's, it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it's it. It's really good. Yeah, I've been a fan for a minute, too. So. I, pre- I appreciate the look out there. That got an OG Hot Breath. I was a there. fan for longer than him. <laughs> Word? Yeah, for longer than him. Way longer. How'd you find the show? So five years ago, I was watching it. <laughs> five years ago? Yeah, like you saw nine, the first episode? Yeah, like Seven years ago, yeah. <laughs> you were like my comedy tutorials when I started. Are you serious? Yeah, but I watched your Joke Doctor episode. And that was yeah. the first like, yeah. that was like the first like crash course I did of just like basic stuff. So yeah. I did what he did where I would just try to write like one-liners every day for a while. Uh, so that's kind of how I started. How was that going? Um, I gave up, but I did <laughs> But you know what? I, 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 I learned how to quit from the show. <laughs> yeah, I, did it, I did it for like two months, and they helped me get basic jokes. So yeah. I had one-liners to start with. Hey. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's it's kind of like learning the rules, and then you can break them. Yeah. You know. So yeah, the joke doctor episodes. I've had him on like three times yeah. now or something. He's. Those are such great episodes just to learn the joke writing craft. I used to when I would write in my note uh, notebook. I used to write down the five different ways a joke can be written, and then try to find different ways to plug those into bits and it helped so much dude yeah and i think a lot of times people think that they watch a video and then they're like oh i understand like how to write a joke now but it's literally like you write 20 jokes and maybe keep one yeah Yeah. so it's like learning these skills and these techniques and stuff and then you have to put them to work and find out what works for you and just know that it's a numbers game dude like literally like one out of 20 you may end up keeping can you promise as a comedian right now that you'll never put any of that comedy like actual helpful advice behind a paywall and do some masterclass bullshit Oh, it's all out there. Yeah, I know, but I can totally imagine just like someone just being like, "Hi, we have five hundred thousand dollars for you," and you just be like, "And for forty-five bucks, I will show you how to be the funniest person in the world." Oh no, I mean, the whole show has always been for comics by comics. Yeah, so I've never, I've never ever like wanted to come off as like a gatekeeper or like someone who's like trying to get over on comics. I mean, because when I came up. It was comedy was very negative and competitive and people were had a scarcity mindset around well let's hold on we don't want to give away too much but like yeah. i want it all out there because at the end of the day like you can learn everything you have to go do it dude. Right. like you can listen all day but unless you're on that stage and you're writing jokes it's it's only going to get you so far so even people like joke doctor ha- has classes and whatnot and he can help but if you don't take what you've learned from a class and put it on stage, right. then yeah. you just don't worry about it. Still fall into the machine, man. But oh, classes shit. can help with that learning curve of like developing and writing and learning yeah. techniques and stuff. It's just but hard. It's hard to weed out because I did stage. a fucking comedy class. I got fucking scalped for 300 bucks and it was just snake oil salesman you, shit. you gotta dude you have to look at the source like, i know you, you the thing is i didn't and so like i yeah. was just like the fact that when i saw you doing this i'm like you're not doing it behind a paywall you're just giving good advice for people who want to do comedians i'm like fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the whole goal it's four comics by comics for sure yeah dude yeah. and it's, it's hot breath go check it out the pod dude Joel, thank you for coming off hand. thanks thank for having you, me this was so much fucking a little bit of inside baseball good, but we good, appreciate you yeah, yeah it's been good fun uh catch Joel. he'll be out of here it won't be uh won't be in time he'll be out of jp's but tristan will be at jp's was like the 17th of the seventh day that it's the weekend this comes out yes oh, nice. dbg oh. and friends september 4th any like one liner anything one uh, off, ko comedy my monthly show august 17th the day this comes out aldo uh meraki kava bar on friday the night august 19th you should come out i'm producing it and august, subscribe nice. oh, you're right. august 17th is national black cat day and subscribe to the patreon because we got it out fam final stop 
ba- uh, sorry, patreon.com slash final stop. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. I have to pee. <laughs>